Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to r slash malicious compliance where this police dispatcher trolls their sergeant in the best way possible Well, he did say no matter what it was I worked as a dispatcher for a small town police department out west There was always a bit of a struggle with our patrol sergeants who looked down his nose at dispatch Always trying to micromanage our department and bully our dispatch sergeants One day he discovered that dispatchers were handling small routine matters Such as answering questions from the public and handling other minor issues that didn't require a police response He was outraged. He stomped around the station for a bit, then issued a memo. It began with a condescending essay about how dispatchers were not qualified to answer questions or handle minor issues, as only fully trained police officers were capable of such weighty matters. He then issued a directive that an officer would be sent on any call received from the public, no matter what it was. Our dispatch sergeant just smiled and told us to follow the directive, that she was sure it wouldn't last long. As luck would have it, I was on duty that very night, and I guess I was living right as the call came in. Then another and another A rather bright meteor had gone harmlessly over the town at a fairly low altitude. Pretty spectacular, really, but obvious as to what it was. My phone rang off the hook, most just wanting to ask if anyone thought it had fallen to earth near the town. Not really an issue for the town police, but, well, he did say no matter what it was. The radio traffic went along these lines. Unit 28, stand by for traffic. 28. 28, this will be an attempt to locate. Advise when ready to copy. 28, go. Be advised, this will be a greenish glowing object last seen at an estimated altitude of 3,500 feet, traveling in a northwesterly direction at approximately 1,500 miles per hour. If located, stop and identify occupants. 10-9. At this point, the patrol sergeant, who's been listening in, shouts into his mic from his radio at home. Did you get a call on this? Affirmative, I reply. This station has received multiple calls, and per your directive, an officer has been dispatched. Cue the sound of a radio being slammed into a desk. The next morning, the issue was compounded a bit as the responding officer also followed his directive and filed an official report noting that the object had fled our jurisdiction before contact could be made and then recommended the matter be referred to the FBI for further investigation. As he had reason to believe, the object had crossed state lines. Our captain and chief were laughing to tears and our detective volunteered to go and assist the FBI investigation, theorizing it had gone to Vegas. A new memo was issued by the captain stating that dispatchers were to have full discretion in the handling of calls and minor matters for the public. I mean, what a way to start an episode. You did exactly as you said, and that is the entire point of the subreddit. So good. The object has fled our jurisdiction. I need to go to Las Vegas and help the FBI. Sensational. Can you just imagine this bloke at home listening in, thinking, oh my God, what have I done? Knowing in the back of his head that he is the one that made this all happen in the first place. 
Wow, what a mug you've made him look. Fair play. Try and stick to the planning and the correct methods. Sure I will. I am a 30-year-old man, and I work as a cleaner in a school for special needs children. I'm good at what I do, and I take pride in coming in every day to make sure that both the children and the teachers that work there have a clean and safe environment to work in. Some backstory. Before I started working at this location in April 2022, they've had a lot of bad luck with hiring cleaners, as the branch we're in technically falls under specialized cleaning and not general cleaning. In the first four months of 2022, they've had 15 cleaners that all disappointed, stopped showing up, or were fired for another reason. This has caused the general custodian of this special needs school, my direct supervisor, to be skeptical of any new cleaner that comes in, which is very fair. Now, I like to give 110% at work. Whether that's smart or not, I'm not sure, but I like to leave my work knowing that I gave it my all. That is why, when I saw the daily and weekly task list and had done an online course on how to effectively clean, I knew that in practice, that would leave a very messy workplace, since not everything would be cleaned correctly. Imagine a desk of a child that has a single eraser on it. According to my online course from the company, that disqualifies that entire desk for cleaning. I won't be allowed to clean it. Furthermore, if chairs are not at the desk, I'm not allowed to sweep or mop under it because it's not the cleaner's job. As such, I've been making some really positive changes to my work schedule, daily weekly task list, and the way that I do things to not only meet the minimal requirements that my company asks for, but also to go above and beyond, be flexible with the teachers, engage with the students, and leave a beautiful workspace. This went great for a while. Now, the custodian has, for some reason, been getting way more critical of my work. The smallest speck of dust mist or a small drop of coffee spilt somewhere that happened after I was done with the work and he's blowing up my phone with texts that I need to do things differently. Or he'll tell me first thing when I come in that I need to take my work more seriously. This morning he told me, try and stick to the planning and the correct methods. So I told him that I would. Now, I started to follow the paper list with daily tasks and my methods completely to a T. Every half-assed method that I knew would leave the classrooms and the bathrooms in a horrible state. Trash cans need emptying? Nope, not on my list. One piece of paper on a filthy desk? No longer my problem. Spills in the hallways? Looks like mopping the floor isn't on today's task list. Sorry. The entire place looked horrible. I had to hold myself back to not do more than the list because I hate leaving work unfinished, but I was finally done. I approached the teachers of the classroom that I had to clean today beforehand, explained the situation, and promised them to give their classrooms a proper cleaning the next day because they and the students shouldn't be the victims of my malicious compliance. But they were in on it. They even agreed to give their signature on my task list to sign off that they think I did all of the work correctly. Naturally, the custodian didn't like my work today, and we had a good heart-to-heart for a moment. I told him that I really appreciate that he wants to safeguard the quality of my work. It's what they pay me for after all. But I hope that I've shown him and some teachers that I do go above and beyond daily. And that today's work, that looked like a mess, was my company standard. I also let him know that the constant badgering was incredibly unmotivating. It was really putting a dampener on my spirits. I told him that I'd be doing my work normally again tomorrow, and he said he appreciated all the work I usually do, and that he'd try to be more flexible as well and put more trust in me. All's well that ends well, I suppose. I just want to make sure that these special needs children have a clean school to learn, laugh, and play in after all. And yeah, you know what? It is good that it ended well, because ultimately, you clearly are very good at your job, and you have the best intentions, and you're doing good stuff. I don't really get why your boss, your custodian, would get so, like, anal about this sort of stuff. 
you're doing an amazing job already why does it matter if one tiny thing is wrong it's like they have to realize that you are so good at what you're doing but yeah there are always going to be tiny tiny errors from anyone that does any job ever it's one of those ones where they didn't realize how good you were until you weren't doing as good a job as you normally do but as you say the main thing is that the kids are okay and the teachers have a good environment to teach in and that's exactly what you created so good stuff stop wasting time and follow the job order yesterday i got an email from a customer who wanted an in-depth analysis of dish soap sales for the past three years easy peasy it's all automated but time consuming to extract that much data as i was entering the details into the software according to the job order i see customer specified product code a190 i check the database and uh-oh that's the code for scented candles i think they meant a160 dish soap due to past shenanigans we're supposed to follow job orders to the letter and if there is a conflict the product code trumps over whatever else the customer wrote this is spelled out very clearly in our service agreements however if i suspect a mistake i will give the customer a call so they can amend the job order and avoid wasting time and money they're usually grateful for the heads up so i call the customer and i barely manage to say that i'm from the company then this lady starts berating me about how long the job is taking first off i got the time stamped email less than 15 minutes ago and this kind of report usually has a turnaround of 24 to 48 hours secondly i'm trying to help by pointing out the wrong product code but this lady just will not let me talk she keeps cutting me off and talking over me when i finally managed to get two words in and say i wanted to confirm the product code she tells me to stop wasting her time and just do what the job order says then she hangs up on me. You can probably guess how it went. I ran the request as written for product A190, the candles, and I sent it yesterday by EOB. The lady flipped when she saw it. Apparently, they needed this report for a meeting that now has to be rescheduled. My boss and her boss got involved. The end result is that the customer's boss just sent me a request to please run a report for dish soap, A160, when convenient, and apologizing for the misunderstanding. My company will waive the cost of the extra reports. I understand the lady was moved to a role that limits the amount of damage she can do. Already the fact that she ordered the report the literal day before the meeting wasn't great. Moral of the story. Before telling someone to shut up, maybe listen to what they're saying. Yeah, I can't lie. I've definitely been in this spot before where you yourself, as in me, have left something until the last minute and then you expect someone else to help you with it really quickly and you're very impatient, etc., etc. When just because you made a mistake in leaving it so last minute doesn't mean that it's an emergency on their part. That being said, not listening to what you were saying when it's your job to know what is going on is criminal. Five seconds of shutting your mouth would have saved so much time and ultimately money. You're lucky you got that money back because realistically, you didn't deserve it. I knew my job, but the new manager thought he knew better. So I did it his way, very precisely. So I used to work for one of the top delivery companies in the UK. There was a lot less competition 15 years ago. I was very good at my specific delivery job and I often undertook every office task from single delivery routes to maintaining the office and delivery distribution to all routes. Then one day, in comes the new manager and it was the cliche that you dread. You've probably all met the type. Suit slightly too big and a trainee moustache. He'd just finished uni and to his credit, got himself a business degree. The problem with this company was every office around the whole country was run differently. And this poor manager was expecting every person to do things by the letter. 
but most of the work was done on goodwill since we were allowed to finish for the day when we completed our deliveries. It was creating a rod for our own backs, to be honest, but it was nice to finish earlier on lighter days. Finally, on his third day after watching me daily and asking me why I was doing things in certain orders, I told him my delivery route was complex and required it to be done in a certain order to ensure the time deliveries got there before 1pm and the other delivery staff were fed their delivery materials by myself at certain times to ensure optimum delivery speeds and minimum delay. He replied, no, it doesn't work like that. I simply stared for a bemused few seconds and said, I don't understand. He wanted it by the letter today as per company guidelines. I argued very hard against it and said he will really regret it because we won't complete but he insisted I was wrong because it was all timed and measured. So after an exasperated 15 minute heated discussion, I did as I was told, to the letter. The five staff I fed deliveries to weren't happy, but they understood. It was like a domino effect of carnage. At 12.30 p.m., we all rang in the office to report the failed time deliveries, which he promptly freaked out about because they were strictly monitored. The subsequent enforced break times and shuffling required also left 15 to 20% of each walk unfinished, which he also now has to complete himself on top of the timed ones. He had to fill out reports for all failed 1 p.m. deliveries, all walk failures, and then had to call in managers from other offices to finish it all they all finished around four hours late he was not popular the next day he came to me and asked me to show him the mechanics of the delivery route in detail because i didn't expect that to happen if i'm honest it was close enough to an apology for me we actually became good friends over time but he never questioned me when i said nope ever again this story reminds me of the second story we looked at in today's episode in many ways again though it's great that he learned his lesson but i had to know if something's going well in the first place do you really need to change it up that being said he's a young guy looking to make his mark on the company i kind of get it i can kind of understand it from his perspective and he did do well to rectify it within one day so you know what not the worst not the best like imagine if he doubled down and said no i'm the manager i know how to run this and efficiency got even worse that would be the sign of someone that doesn't learn from their mistakes whereas this guy made a mistake accepted it pretty quickly yeah his apology wasn't great but at least he acknowledged that he'd done something even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wrong. You want me to coerce an inspector after someone else did the work? This happened years ago. I just started working as an independent electrician, and one day I received a call from a new customer. He was one of those people that flips homes in lower-income neighborhoods. I'll call him Todd, but honestly, I've forgotten what his name is. Todd asked me to meet him at a vacant house he recently bought to give him an estimate for a full rewiring job. He was 30 minutes late, so I was already unimpressed with him. Upon entering the house, which was right after a rainstorm had passed through, we found an inch of water covering the hardwood floors. There was water pouring out of small holes in the There was water pouring out of small holes in the columns on the front porch. Everything was soaked. Instead of showing me around, Todd called his business partner and brother and spent the next 20 minutes cussing him for not fixing the roof. I'm standing around and listening to his man-baby rage on full display. The whole time I'm thinking, there's no way I'm going to work for this guy. 
His fuse was way too short and his anger was out of hand I gave him a price which admittedly was the I don't want to do this job price and I didn't hear back from him until months later Todd called me later that year He explained that he'd found an electrician from three states away and had paid the electrician with ceramic tiles instead of cash The problem now well, he needed an inspection from the city electrical inspector I agreed to meet the inspector for him, which I would bill him for I went back to the house about 20 minutes before the inspector showed up and saw numerous issues When the inspector arrived, we walked through together Every issue I saw, the inspector also saw He pointed them out and every time I agreed with him that the work was not up to code This inspector kept looking at me with a puzzled expression. After we did a complete walkthrough, I finally explained to the inspector that I didn't do any of the work and I was hired to get him to pass the inspection. He asked me if I thought he should and I told him, absolutely not. So I got paid for my time. I got paid to repair all the violations and I formed a strong relationship with that inspector who was always leading with me on all of my future jobs. All right, just trying to get my head around this one. So the same person that wanted you to do a job for him in the first place, but then was clearly horrible to work with and you pretty much said no, then re-employed you for another job in which the whole point was that you were going to help him out, but there was no reason for you to do so. I don't understand. But yeah, I guess that shows a lack of logic from some people in the subreddit. I guess it also proves that even if sometimes things do seem a little bit expensive, they might be expensive for a reason. If you get someone unqualified to do something for some weird trade deal, then yeah, you're going to have problems later on down the line because the work's not going to be good enough. Whereas this guy, you pay the premium at first, but then ultimately you get good work that's going to last for years. Ultimately, it's just strange. I don't know why this guy, having treated you so badly, thought, yeah, he's going to help me out next time and get me a pass. Obviously, it wasn't going to happen. You mug. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 